Good afternoon, folks. This is the Mike Dominic Show. I am, of course, who else would I be? Mike Dominic. Today is February the 11th in the roaring 2020s, and we have a pretty good show today. Very educational on a technology that I I don't think, this is just my humble opinion, but I don't think outside of the Microsoft uh, kind of, you know, ecosystem gets enough attention or enough credit. PowerShell. Believe it or not, PowerShell actually runs now on Windows, of course, right? That's where it was born. Mac OS and Linux. And we have Avery Roth, who is an enthusiastic PowerShell user and supporter, a sysadmin professionally, very talented guy, on today to kind of walk us through, one, well, you know, what the heck is PowerShell, right? I mean, that's the first obvious question. And two, you know, what are some of the interesting things we can do with PowerShell? I found particularly interesting from this conversation how at home PowerShell is, particularly on Linux systems, and, uh, you know, just interoperability with kind of your traditional tools like Bash. And uh, in particular, there's a good resource in the show notes for uh, interoperability with Python. And of course, Selenium, if you're a web developer doing some uh, automated testing. Very cool stuff. I really think if you haven't given PowerShell a look, I'm, I'm not here to convert anybody, but just to play with at least. Take a look at it. Give it a fair shake. It's more powerful than uh, even some of the things Avery was saying. It's uh, surprising even to me, right? It's There's a lot going on there, and I think it's worth, particularly if you're an IT, you're a developer, you're a uh, sysadmin, definitely something worth taking a look at. As always, we are brought to you by the Madbotter Inc., my company. We are a custom software development firm uh, specializing in web applications and mobile. If you need any software development done, please let me know. Uh, You can reach out to us on themadbotter.com or Twitter. My Twitter is, of course, at Dumanuko. And, uh, yep, here's Avery, and I really think you should check out PowerShell. I really think you'll enjoy it. Okay, so uh, welcome, Avery Roth. I hear you're a PowerShell fan. A little bit. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You're calling all the way from Israel, so we've managed to keep a connection up for 30 seconds across an ocean. That's a win. Yeah, so um, I used to live in the U.S. for many years, but I moved back uh, with my family uh, two years ago. I uh, used to work in the entertainment industry. I used to do IT in the entertainment industry, I should say, uh, in Hollywood for uh, like seven years. Then I used to work for uh, one of the major U.S. uh, insurance companies, then I did a little bit of the education sector. I used to work for USC, the University of Southern California. Um, after I moved back, I'm working for a, a company that uh, makes a cybersecurity product here in Israel. Very cool. Now, when did you pick up PowerShell? You know, because it, it's pretty interesting. Your uh, your Twitter handle is PowerShell on Linux, which is not a, uh, let's just say, a traditional combination. Yeah. So I picked up PowerShell when I used to work for uh, for the insurance company in the U.S. and uh, back in my Windows days, I should say. So the the way I, my uh, love affair began with PowerShell is uh, I used to have this uh, tedious task of creating many, many Active Directory users, which used to be this uh, step by, you know, like manual step, a lot of clicking, yeah. very boring. And uh, the insurance company used to hire like 30 people and then, if they didn't pass uh, some tests that they had to pass in order to sell insurance, we used to uh, fire them or let them go. So I used to create third users and then delete 20 of them, <laughs> which used so to take wow. a lot of my time. And uh, and that's pretty much when... So, so my background is mainly uh, 
uh, sysadmin work. So I used to manage servers and stuff like that. But usually the IT stuff, the, the creating users in Active Directory is coupled with that in many companies. And I uh, kept asking myself, what is there a better way than just clicking GUIs? And uh, so I looked around and then uh, I saw that VBScript was uh, a very, you know... Popular at the time. Popular yeah. at the time, exactly. And then, but I didn't have any background in coding or anything. So it looked very complicated for me. I, I was much more familiar with Linux Bash and, uh, and like Windows CMD and stuff like that. Right. And, and we should say for folks who, who don't know that PowerShell is effectively a alternative to like Bash, right? Yeah. It's a bit more than that. It's like a Bash and Python and like a few other things kind of mashed together or like maybe I should say re-envisioned in okay. uh, the way Microsoft thought it should be done. Uh, and it's based on .NET. And then the, the PowerShell cross-platform version, the open source version, is based on .NET uh, Core, which is uh, uh, Microsoft also open source and um, made cross-platform. So that's kind of where I started. So I, I, what I like about PowerShell is very newbie-friendly. Like if you never wrote code, but you know how to type a few commands in a terminal, you can start by just doing simple things. But it's also very powerful. It, you can you start with something very small, and you can build up the more you learn about the language, and and you can pretty much use it right away. Like if you have to create users, you can start creating Active Directory users right away. Or if you use it on on uh, Linux, for example, today I had to use something that uh, that is watching for new files that, that are created in, uh, in a directory and do stuff based on that. It's, so it's very easy. It's like a, a few lines. You can Google a lot of stuff and right. you can get going, so to speak. Now, now syntactically, the scripting you're doing in PowerShell, you said it's based on .NET. So is it, if you were, let's say, a C-sharp developer, would it feel kind of, you know, kind of familiar to you? Yeah, I think so. So PowerShell is object-oriented. So you can, uh, yeah, so it's, that's where it's better, not better, but that's where it differs from, let's say, Bash. So Bash, everything is a string. Everything you do is, is you manipulating strings and stuff like that. Like if you, if you get a date and you have to force the date, you have to treat it as a string pretty much, not a object of a date. And uh, in PowerShell, almost everything is an object. So if you have like an object of a date, you can run methods, you can do things based on the date object. And like, for example, if you have a date, you want to know what's going to be the date in 10 days, then you can do add days and the number of days you want or add month or subtract or do stuff like that. Because it's a date, it's much easier to interact with. That is super interesting. So could you, and this is totally ignorance of my yeah, part, yeah, could you... Create your own like custom objects as you would do in you know regular programming. Yeah, you can create your own custom object. You can call certain objects, like for example, you can use uh, like DLLs. Uh, you know, you can compile .NET code and yeah. import it into PowerShell and use the objects within you know the DLL or the code the the program you wrote or 
stuff like that. It's uh, it's that's why I said it's it's simple to get into and just like with a few commands you can do amazing things. But the the rabbit hole is deep, and <laughs> I mean I've been <laughs> I've been using it for I don't know many years, like seven I think or eight. But um, and I feel like I'm still a noob. But what I also like about it is that I can do so much because I'm, I don't see myself as a programmer. I see myself right. as a sysadmin that also knows how to use this tool to do amazing things. So you have uh, something in the doc that kind of piqued my interest. Yeah, P.S. Avalonia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, my company used to sponsor the Avalonia project, which is... I, I didn't know. Yeah, which is a, um, for those who don't know listening, it's a... I don't want to say re-implementation, but basically it's like WPF or, uh, you know, XAML on cross-platform, right? So on Linux, on Mac, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at this GitHub page you linked here. So there are actual bindings that you could call Avalonia from a PowerShell script. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. So you, uh, this module was created by uh, this uh, really smart guy. His name is Adam Driscoll. And... Um, it pretty much allows you to create uh, kind of like, as you said, Avalonia is like the equivalent of WPF forms in PowerShell that are cross-platform because it's using the Avalonia framework. And even Microsoft, they used like the Avalonia implementation to make like there's a PowerShell command in the Windows world that's called Outgrid. Right. And they made the implementation of the cross-platform Outgrid view with Avalonia based on this work. That is super interesting. Yeah, so, so that's another really amazing thing is if you want to make some sort of a GUI application, you know PowerShell, you learn a little bit of Avalonia, and you can make like a GUI app that is PowerShell-based that will be cross-platform, and you don't need to be like an expert programmer to, and you don't, and another thing is it's not a compiled language. So you don't have to compile anything. It's pretty okay. simple to get into. Okay. So step-by-step step it would be, if you wrote something in PowerShell leveraging Avalonia, you would mm-hmm. simply, I'm assuming I have to have Avalonia installed in my system, right? Or- you have to have the PS Avalonia module installed on your system. Okay, perfect. And, but then uh, you, but would... you don't need to have like the whole Avalonia development. Uh, oh, I don't need the whole dependency chain. No, because in oh, the module, wow. it has the dependencies that it needs. So in your PowerShell script, you would import the PS Avalonia module and then like your code f- go from there. When we say import, <laughs> I mean, I've done quite a bit of .NET and mm-hmm. it's, it's actually, I know people don't like when I say this, it's actually one of my preferred technologies. It's very stable, a lot of you know, open source stuff you can use. Um, are we talking NuGet packages here or does PowerShell have its own way of dealing yeah, with Yeah, so P- PowerShell has its own way. Okay. It's uh, I think it's in the back end, there's a chance some of it is NuGet based but and some of it isn't. But uh, there's a simple, like you have, uh, there's the PowerShell gallery, which is run by Microsoft and you don't have to publish your modules there, but you can. And uh, there's a few commands, like you can do find dash module and you can find modules there. You can do install. It's kind of like pip in, uh, in Python. Like you install a, an Got additional it. component to extend the language and then you can use it. Yeah. 
And actually, you mentioned Python. So what is a? I, I don't even know how snake snack. Snack, yeah. <laughs> I think snack. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never would have gone for snack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a PowerShell wrapper around Python. That's interesting. You know, I just did a reinstall of Visual Studio on my Windows partition, and <laughs> there's a ton of Python tooling. I don't know if I'm just out of touch with the Windows community, but is this common to be integrating or to to be commingling PowerShell and Python? I wouldn't say it's it's common, but sometimes you don't want to, you know, reinvent the wheel, or maybe you're in a rush, uh, or you already have something that works. So this is another thing you could do to. Uh, I mean, if you just want to get the, you know, run something uh, in Python and get like it, the object back, convert them and use them, you you could use something like that. Um, Okay, so it's exactly the opposite of what I assumed. So you already have a, a Python piece of software, Py- Python script written, that you are now calling from PowerShell. Yeah, and then okay. uh, like this, uh, it's based on the .NET Python um, invoke, I think it's a library or something. And it knows how to translate some objects from Python to PowerShell objects. I used it uh, a few times just for fun, but I haven't... Yeah done like a, you know, like a production uh, level stuff with it. Oh, that makes sense. So taking kind of a thousand feet view here, other than like the obvious Active Directory stuff, which I imagine for people managing that, it's got to be a huge time saver, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a, a scripting language, so to speak, um, you know, much in the way that like I use Bash every day, right? Mm-hmm. What else can I do with PowerShell? I mean, we talked about Avalonia. Is there any, I guess, heavier, like comparing it to Bash, is there anything it can do maybe, maybe not that Bash can't do, but might be easier or I'm thinking that if the fact that it's object-oriented might make it very maintainable. Yeah. So for example, the PowerShell on linux.com website runs on PowerShell. So there's a, there's a PowerShell module that's called the Universal Dashboard. And it's this framework that uh, the, the same guy that builds PS Avalonia and Snack and uh, created Adam Driscoll. And it pretty much allows you to, to, to build like a simple website using um, PowerShell. So it converts your PowerShell code to React and other web technologies. You always have to have React in there. Yeah. That seems like <laughs> coolness these days. Yeah, it's that cool thing. But, but it works very well. And it's a nice framework. You could quite easily, you know, build a website. You can also spin up like APIs. Uh, so if you want, uh, I use stuff like that at work. If I want to present my developers uh, with some API, I like to think of PowerShell as kind of like the the glue between things. I don't use it as, you know, I don't compile apps and do stuff like that, but I can it's very easy in PowerShell to convert between data types. So if, uh, let's say, they send me a JSON, I have to convert it to like Excel or I have to convert it to uh, a CSV file or other like XML and then send it somewhere else. It's very easy to to do that with PowerShell or manipulate the data in some way and present it and push it to like another API. So it, it's very useful in the in the pipeline between different things. So, for example, I can present an API using like the, the universal dashboard and then 
I can take that information that they give me and push it, like manipulate it, push it like to a database somewhere or something like that. And it's also very useful to, like if I have to read information from a database and do certain things based on that information, convert it to like a different type and stuff like that. Because uh, the, the, you have a lot of, a lot of uh, components that do the heavy lifting for you. So in a lot of ways, it's like, it's not just really a batch replacement for those of us who are, you know, like, for instance, I have a ton of scripts that are just in Python. Yeah. More, more of them are in Ruby, actually, that I, you know, every time I get a, a contract or whatever, there's just, you know, basic stuff you always have to do. PowerShell, in a way, could take over that role, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, um, great. It's obviously, if you want, uh, you know, uh, like the highest performance and you... And stuff like that, then then obviously, like most likely, compiled language will be the way to go. But I mean, uh, PowerShell is is really expanding into things that uh, like I never thought it would be able to do. Like uh, you can run PowerShell in like a Lambda function and on a, on Azure. You can run, uh, sorry, not on Azure, on AWS. I had a, a project that I was working on doing some stuff with stocks. So I wrote a a bit of a, like PowerShell snippet code, put it in Lambda, and then I point it to like a URL and give it like a stock ID, and it goes and gets me like information and manipulate it based on stuff like that. And because it's like an Azure function, I can run thousands of it of it at the same time at almost no cost. And as I said, I'm not a developer. I never thought I'd be able to use technologies like that, you know. Yeah, it, it seems incredibly powerful. So what would uh, you... Yeah, go ahead. Just curious. So <laughs> someone wanting to learn PowerShell, let's say they have some bash experience or, but maybe they're not like a, a, you know, a developer. What's a good starting point? So there's another PowerShell module that I put in the, uh, in the docs, put it in the show notes. It's called the PS Coans. I find it a really nice way to learn PowerShell. Because it's pretty much a, a bunch of unit tests, or for those who don't know, it's, it's kind of like a bunch of broken, like broken scripts, okay. and uh, you have to fix them. And it teaches you little by little from the most basic, like string comparison to really complicated stuff. And it feels very rewarding because you... You install this module, and in their GitHub page, they explain to you how to install it, and um, which is like two or three commands in your PowerShell terminal, and uh, and then you run a command, and it starts doing the tests, and then it tells you where it failed, which line it failed on, what it was trying to do, and then you go, you open that in whatever text editor you prefer, and it gives you information on what it was trying to do. And, awesome. and it's very nice. And also, uh, uh, if you go to partiallinux.com, there's a link to the Telegram group that I, ha- I created. And there's a lot of people that are much smarter than me uh, in there. And every once in a while, we have people that, uh, that ask us how to, you know, like, oh, we have this bash script. We're trying to convert it to PowerShell or all kinds of stuff. People from, it's called PowerShell Linux, but Really, if you use Windows or you use Mac, we'll have you. We'll be happy to help. Um, 
always good to get everybody in there. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only reason I created it is because uh, I'm a longtime Linux user, but sure. uh, PowerShell is a Microsoft technology, and sometimes there's a lot of controversy in there. So I wanted like a safe place. People are not going to ask you like, oh, why are you using this technology right, gonna, on a yeah, Linux that. box? Yeah. Microsoft is trying to all that old, you know, stuff. So it's like a safe place for people to come talk PowerShell and Linux and stuff like that. So I have <laughs> to ask you the controversial question I ask everybody who comes on. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? What is your uh, your system your system setup? Which one? <laughs> uh, well, at work you probably didn't pick, right? So yeah. let's go with But um, yeah, so my main system runs uh, Ubuntu 18.04. But I also have a home lab. I have like a bunch of virtual machines. I have like storage. I, I'm just very curious and I like to know how everything works. So I I try every OS under the sun. But my main system is like a, a custom build PC oh, running nice. uh, Ubuntu. Like, and every once in a while, like I'll switch. Like I, I have multiple drives. So I'll, you know, I'll switch to another drive, try some other distro. Sometimes I, like I have Windows on another drive. I'll give that a spin like I keep that and that's one of the things I like about PowerShell now because I can run it on all on all those different systems and my shell stays the same true very I didn't <laughs> think of that yeah and, I mean with yeah yeah and um and now you can even set it as your default shell so I still uh use bash on my uh root account as my default shell but for my user PowerShell is my default shell Nice. Uh, so, Avery, thank you for coming. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah, so uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at uh, posh4linux on the partiallinux.com website. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'm always on Twitter at Dumanuko. Uh Avery, it's been great. There we go.